Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast, we are discussing The Punisher, Season 2, Episode 6, Nakazat. All that right after this. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. Jeffrey Randall. What's up, brother? Well, uh, you saying my name in full like that is is what's up, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it just seemed like an appropriate time to do it. I don't know. I mean, it, it flowed well, but I usually don't go by that name. Well, anyway, uh, <laughs> not much, sir. What's up with you? Life has been crazy. I don't know. Let's talk about Franklin Castle. Franklin. <laughs> I'm assuming that's his full name, right? Yeah, it's got to be. There's no other way, no other name that it could be. Maybe it's Frankfurt. Ooh. Frank Frankfurt Castle. Frankfurt Castle. Okay. So <laughs> let's dive dog. in. That's let's awesome. dive in on this thing. Um, uh, so. Full spoiler alert. Full spoiler alert. Episode 6. If you're not already caught up, there's no reason to be listen to this episode. Go back to episode 1 anyway. Get um, out of here. <laughs> the, uh, so finally, uh, we just get a lot of... a lot. This is very much a building episode. A, a lot of cool stuff happens. Uh, but it's very much a putting the pieces in places a place episode. Yeah. It's like they're finally getting every, all of the disparate, or not disparate, but all of the, all of the, uh, the stories that are disjointed all over the place, they're starting to tie them together into one. Well, what I find interesting is thing. they're not. Uh, there's two very distinct storylines happening. Um, yeah. Billy and then the Schultzes. Uh, oh well, yeah. So far, those two storylines have not really crossed, and it may it may come to like one of them gets wrapped up and the other one gets taken on, or they may somehow combine forces at some point. But the way I see it right now, they're like not combining the storylines. It's just it's like Curtis said, you can't fight a war on two fronts. But right now, Punisher is definitely fighting a war on two fronts. What I mostly meant is that the main characters, I'm sorry, the main protagonists are kind of agreeing finally on a timeline. So it's kind of all, it may be staggered as far as time wise, but they're kind of syncing up on what they need to do. Sure. Rather sure, than sure. just well, being all over the place. Well, yeah, the, the three protagonists, uh, kind of the three main protagonists sat down together to, to make a plan. Um, and, and it's like, uh, that, that's, that's definitely a combining of all the different things happening, but but the, it is it is interesting. I feel like most of the time, especially in this show, um, and even going back to Daredevil, um, Punisher has had this one driving storyline to kill the people that killed his family, and now we're having to deal with you know Billy Russo is just like this crazy X factor that he just feels a responsibility to take care of. And then um, this kid, again, that he just feels a responsibility to protect. Yep. And it's just very Punisher to me. Just the whole the whole thing just feels so Punisher. It's just Punisher <laughs> up and down. Well, this episode is, uh, the title of it is Nakazat, which is Russian for Punish. Oh, nice. Um, <laughs> I... That 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 Russian just can't get a break, right? Oh, the poor guy. <laughs> yeah, like I I really loved seeing the scene that 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 scene where he walks, uh, where Frank walks the Russian out to kill him, and then yeah. they have that whole conversation. That whole thing was so poignant and cool and interesting, 
And then he gets shot in the head anyway. Right. Like he talks about irony and how he vowed to never be the man on the other end of the shotgun. And then he's just like, yep, yep, here I am. Yeah, that scene was really powerful. He asked for the, the courtesy of not having him be shot in the face so that he can have an open casket funeral. And then he still gets shot in the head. I love how resigned he is to his own death. And then went once Frank decides not to kill him, I love the sort of subdued, thank you, Mr. Castle. Yeah, like, thank you for my life. I will do as you asked because this is... This happened so easy for you. (laughs) He's a weird, honorable, sort of honorable criminal in that he's doing horrible things, but he, I don't know, for some reason I trust him that he really would have left town. Yeah, yeah, I feel like he would have too. He would have been like, yep, I'm going to just go ahead and get out of the country because Frank Castle told me to get out. Yeah. Yeah, I I didn't think, most criminals in those situations in these shows, I I feel like, oh, how are you going to trust that guy? He's just going to turn around and do, and come after you with a guns ablaze, and you're just going to have a bigger problem. Right. There's this weird connection between them. Also, uh, a a timely good joke there, I guess I'm old-fashioned. I don't work with Russians. (laughs) (laughs) Really, really great joke there. (laughs) Yep. Yep. It was uh, it was timely for like modern politics. Yes, but it was also like so very classic Frank Castle. Yeah, at the sure. same time. Yeah, yeah. It it, it it was a great it was a great line. And yes, I think they were jabbing at the current administration. But uh, I think that they were uh, they, they did it in such a way that it just like yeah, that's just what Frank Castle would feel like. That's how he would be. <laughs> yep. He's that kind of old school American. Yep. Red-blooded American. And they are, you know, we, we've talked about some of the politics of this show and how uh, f- for for mostly just for the gun violence and its sort of stance on guns, um, it seems like this show leans more right than most. <laughs> Not saying it leans right, but like just the way that it treats guns in this show it's just so fra- flagrant with them, and it's never really had a protagonist that didn't carry guns. Like, everyone is a gun-toting maniac in this show. Um, and uh, th- but this season, they are trying to draw some distinction between, like, men who are trained with guns and soldiers and... Like, responsible uh, gun owners well, yeah. versus... And this alt-right, the Schultzes. Like... Yeah. Uh, and, and I think I, th- I think they're going to try to go somewhere poignant with that um, by the end of the season because I, the first season I was like I'm actually interested to know who that makes the, who who the producers of the show are because they are they are not making a point of making a left wing political stance which honestly just most Hollywood shows do yeah <laughs> like yeah. I- if you're dealing with guns at all they always have to make a little side road to say. <laughs> Hey, yeah, by the way, guns are bad. This show has not done that. I just like when shows deal with sort of finer points. There can be people that believe this, but they're not, they're not the same as the alt-right power-seeking Schultzes that we're gonna, we're gonna see, I think, in the season. I'm hoping that we'll yeah. get to actually, like, uncover that and, and sort of, uh, just face the politics of the Punisher down and see what they're, what they're actually gonna say about it. I, I'm interested in that. Yeah, we we see him. I mean, being a you know gun carrying, uh, you know 
Russian hating country you know, music loving country music loving kind of guy that you would as normally associate with like you know super right wing or super right leaning people but then like when he's brought up or when when he's brought face to face with like uh, there are pictures of these two guys making out at a funeral. I'm sorry, two men kissing at a funeral, you know, because somebody's gay. He's just like, so? Yeah, like, he's like, who, who, who gives a shit? <laughs> That's the thing. Like, I think there is there is room for characters with nuance. Not everyone has to be a caricature of one side or the other. And obviously this show is dancing around a lot of political themes, and I think it's going to have to sort of make some statements. Uh, but I think even just by having Castle be such a complex character, I think it's making a lot of statements. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's something that I, I we, we don't talk about politics much on this show, but one thing that without going left or right and talking about it, I'm a big proponent of complexity. <laughs> Most people are not falling all on one side once you actually talk to them. They're like... If you actually dis- and and most people agree on more things than they don't agree on, but the people in power tend to push us to to thinking that people that don't agree with us are all on the far end of the spectrum and somehow monsters. And it's just that's what I that's that's why I'm enjoying what they're doing with the show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people people have different opinions on different things, and people are nuanced. And in like in the comics. Frank Castle is pretty much caricature, super right sort of dude early on. But, you know, most everybody in early comics were caricatures of themselves or of of whatever, uh, whatever group or or demographic that they, you know, were sort of written to come from and represent. Uh, And it seems like Frank Castle here, like this John Bernthal representation is the most nuanced and the most complex version of Frank Castle that we've, that I have ever seen. Yeah. And like, I swear if, okay, so we're expecting that they're going to cancel the Punisher in like a week, probably. Right? Yeah. Very likely. <laughs> so if John Bernthal does not come back as Punisher later, I am going to riot. Yeah. I'll be upset. I really will. I think this is such a great portrayal. Um, I'm hopeful though, because the thing is most of these series, They've taken about a year and a half to get off the ground. Like, they're taking mo- about a year and a half between seasons because they've been rotating so many seasons of shows around. And supposedly there's a contract that says they can't bring them back for two years. So I'm hoping that since that's really only adding six months, and since you've got to change production companies and like do all this different stuff, I'm really hopeful that they have a plan in place, that Disney has a f- plan in place to move all of the characters they want to move onto uh, the D. That's what we've been calling the Disney streaming service, the D. Have we been calling it that? That's me and my friends. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Just because of the um, salacious meanings. <laughs> yeah, of course. Because... That's Can't the, just call it the D stream. Yeah, that we believe me. We've gone all through all the permutations of this. <laughs> <laughs> Sat around playing board games in the night and we started calling it the D. And of course, it's a money grab, so they're kind of uh, <laughs> screwing the audience with the D. Oh God! Ah, that's the that's the I, anyway Disney Plus. That's the actual name, I think. Is it? Uh, I think it's Are been, we sure? It's been rumored. It's been rumored that it's going to be Disney Plus. 
which makes okay. sense to me because they also own part of Hulu, which is Hulu Plus. So I'm guessing they're just kind of like branding the whole, you pay money for a service. It's that thing plus. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So what's your, uh, what's your badass Frank moment in this episode? Ooh, my badass Frank moment of this episode. Well, probably burning down the pedophiles. <laughs> and I guess that's not even necessarily Frank. It's more uh, Amy than it is Frank. <laughs> Right, right. I love that he was just like, Amy, you go ahead and step outside. And she's like, maybe not kill him, but you could burn the building down if it makes you feel better. And he's just like, fuck yeah. <laughs> I will go with your approval. I, I, I think that the relationship that they're establishing between Frank and Amy, I find incredibly interesting, is the sort of nuance being brought to the Frank character that we haven't seen before. We really haven't seen him have to care about what anyone else thinks. Yeah. Maybe Curtis and Madani. But not even really them. He's he's just been a man apart, man by himself. Oh yeah, so far he's just been unapologetically frank. Yeah, and I think his connection with Amy is a reminding, especially with these conversations in this episode, are reminding him of his relationship with his daughter. And I think he's getting he's getting connected to her in a sort of familial way, and, and which which scares me for her first off. Um, but <laughs> I think that. It's bringing out a different side of him. Like the fact that he, he, he's willing to give in in certain conversations. Like, like in that, he didn't kill a man they could have killed and would have been justified to kill. That's a bad man. Yeah. I mean, later, later in the episode, he says, I've let, or no, I haven't killed a few people today that should have been, uh, that I should have killed. And that doesn't sit right with me. Yeah. He's like, I, I'm used to finishing my problems off. Right? Um, like, you knock them down red, they get back up. I put them down, they stay down. Yeah, but not on this day. I just think that uh, the relationship between between Frank and Amy seems to be taking on a... Um, uh, 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 God, what is her name? Natalie Portman and Jean Reno in The Professional kind okay. of situation. Sure. Um, and I would really like to see Frank carrying a plant around. Or mm-hmm. Amy carrying a plant around. Right. <laughs> oh, uh, I did. I did want to mention Curtis in this episode because, like, right after the opening scroll of credits and everything, we got Curtis, you know, in bed with his lady, and then having their super sweet moment, and you know, they're in a hotel, and then like it kind of felt like you're focusing way too much on Curtis, guys. Like, please don't do this. Right, you're going to take Curtis away from me. I don't want that. I'm really hoping that it means they're bringing him. In to be even more of a main character, and not that they're preparing to kill him. <laughs> I yeah, because it felt a lot like they were preparing to kill him, and then mm. he got confronted by Billy. Yeah, anytime someone wakes up in a bed in a happy manner, like they're just like having a great romantic moment with their loved one, you just know it's they're not long for this world. Like in any <laughs> show, one of the two of them is dying. Let that be a lesson, everybody. Do not wake up happy next to someone that you love, ever. <laughs> That's right. You will die that day. Learn the lessons of the Punisher. Yep. <laughs> um, okay, we haven't just on Billy at all. And, th- and this episode was real big for Billy. I, we talked about it last episode, how he's like, looks like he might try to create some sort of army of his own. Yeah. Uh, and it looks like he's sort of doing that. Yeah, I mean, we have we got his first spark of uh, of taking action you know, yeah. for the boys, and it was it was it was a stroke of genius because it was him showing them 
what they're capable of in a very manipulative way. Yeah. And, and he's just like showing how, how far he'll go to help his fellow soldier. And I think that he's engendering a lot of, um, loyalty. And yeah. so now where do they go from here? Uh, yeah, really interesting, yeah. real interesting. I mean, they were saying like right there after that, that, you know, guys like us or, you know, guys with our skills, like, look how easy we did that. You know, we could be running security for, you know, anybody like personal security. And then, the other guy was like, we could rob banks. Yeah. I know a place. It's like, okay, well, that was a, a leap. <laughs> yeah, but, the, but you saw the, the smirk and the, the flash that went across Russo's face. He's like, we could rob banks. You know what? That's a good idea. Yeah, so let's see. Well, I'm ready to watch the next one, man. How about you? Yeah, let's get to it. All right, guys. We are the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. Hit us up at MCUcast on all of the socials, uh, or go to patreon.com slash MCUcast to uh, support the show and get these as quick as we can record them. I'm actually going out of town for a couple days, so we're going to try to get as many recorded as we can before I leave, but it, we may, we may miss one day or two. I'm not sure. Um, but we'll be back with, uh, knocking out the rest of these later in the week or early next week. Um, so. Thanks for hanging out with us. Peace. Until next time, true believers.